Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. On today's episode, I speak to zine creator and wonderful person Rachel Lee Carter about what comics she would take into the apocalypse. But before we get into it, we're two weeks into the Kickstarter for Defend Milford Green and we're over 75% funded. So thank you to everyone that has supported the campaign. If you like the idea of a Victorian space adventure story, then uh, be sure to check it out by following www.signalcomics.com forward slash defend or by simply searching for Defend Milford Green on Kickstarter. Now without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Rachel Lee Carter. How's it going? Hello. It's going good, thanks. How yeah. about you? Yeah, pretty good. Um, fairly productive day, actually, you know, because um, I, I moved house recently and I just feel like I've, I've just about caught up with kind of keeping on top of emails and work and, and stuff like that and, and even comic stuff at the moment um, as well. So, um, yeah, I'm feeling... Feeling quite quite good about myself, I guess. <laughs> what about yourself? Oh, good. Um, yeah, I I work full time actually, um, and so I only managed to fit in um, doing books and things uh, in my spare time. But yeah, so it's always busy. Um, but yeah, it's good. Excellent. Um, and uh, for those that don't know, uh, what do you do in the world of comics? <gasps> Not a lot. But uh, <laughs> um, I, I do pop culture related sort of stuff, and um, I've uh, I've done um, a book about the films of Nicolas Cage, which I did volume one. I'm working on volume two now. It's called Nick Cage Actor for Hire, awesome. and um, I'm I'm just basically trying to go through all of his films and review them and do um, pictures with them and everything because I love Nick Cage, and um, I. I've done a, a pop culture book, um, how to speak French using pop culture. It's called Merde in France. <laughs> and, nice. um, I just use like, um, things like, uh, um, Johnny Marr from the Smiths. So I drew a picture of Johnny Marr from the Smiths because in French, Johnny Marr means I'm fed up. So it's just a way of learning French phrases by, um, looking at pictures. So Fantastic. I just did a silly book about that. And um, I'm going to have to get that because my wife is French. <laughs> And so I'm. I'm oh I'm, no, I'm, she'll probably go. That's rubbish. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know about that, but um, what should call it? My 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 daughter is starting to overtake me in terms oh, of her okay. understanding. So, um, yeah, I need to uh, up my game. But there's a lot of um, um, uh, naughty words in it. That's okay. So, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that would just be for me. It won't be for the little one. Not for the little one, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just do some pop culture related stuff stuff related to films and tv and music and things and um i'm working on i I have this tendency to work on lots of things at the same time so i don't get something finished very quickly Mm. and i also tend to um paint things with um acrylics so um instead of just doing sketches uh so everything takes a lot longer anyway so i'm a bit slow (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's quite all right. Um, and, where, and where can people find all of these bits and bobs? 
Um, I sell stuff on Etsy, um, and the shop's called Tiny Noggin. I call myself Tiny Noggin, right. and uh, so they can find the Etsy shop Tiny Noggin, and they can buy uh, the Nick Cage book there and Murder in France there, um, and another book called Neil Breen's Cosmic Blowtorch, and mm-hmm. um, I um, also I do um, lots of um, comic and zine fairs and things like that. And um, gosh, an orbital takes some of my stuff um, when <laughs> when I remember to pop in and um, take stuff in. But yeah, that that's it really. Nice. Um, and you're, you're you're on Twitter and the like. I yeah. Think. Oh yeah, I'm on Twitter. Yeah. People can find me there, and I'm on Instagram as well. So it's Tiny Noggin on Twitter and um, right. Rachel Tiny Noggin on Instagram. So yeah, people, I'm I'm quite chatty. excellent Um, people can find those links in the show notes as well if you want to just click straight through there as well Um, so unfortunately I've got some bad news for you Um, (gasps) even though we've had quite a a happy chit chat um, thus far um, I've just heard some some breaking news on my BBC uh, news app uh, that there's actually um, uh, an, an artificially intelligent robot takeover happening right oh now um yeah and uh yeah so my my first question to you is is what is your action plan for survival well i'm not i'm not very clever in these kind of instances i've not really experienced them that much i have to say but there you go <laughs> i um because because <laughs> i've not not really been in any major disasters yet but um i i had to think about this and I thought well I'd just follow Woody Allen's example in Sleeper and I'd pretend I was a robot so um, nice. I, ju- I just tried to kind of try to um, uh, slip through the radar a bit and then eventually work out some way to go into hiding and go underground I think yeah nice. I, I think that's what I'd do I'd, I'd, that's what would you do Is, um, am I allowed to ask you questions <laughs> yeah, yeah you can do that's fine um, I tell you what, that, it's, it's a fairly good plan trying to um, kind of, you know, pretend that you're a, that you're a robot yourself. Um, I guess it's kind of like a reverse Blade Runner, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then, um, I guess, um, what do you call it? Then I I try and kind of strive towards trying to bring them down. I guess um, depends depends on uh, how bad they are. Probably. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was trying to, you know, are they yeah. enslaving humans or are they just wiping us out? Or yeah, know, I couldn't work out, it out if, <laughs> on, if they were on, trying on the fly. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I was trying to think because there's so many um, films about that kind of thing mm. that I was just in my head. It was like such a wide subject. I was like, well. Yeah, where do you start, really? You'd have to know what you were pitted against, really, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. You'd have to work it out. But you'd have to act very quickly, because otherwise you'd get found out. And, uh, um, yeah, I don't know where I'd take them down, really. Marbles, that's what I was thinking. Marbles? Yeah. Well, they they might not be able to cope if you threw marbles on the floor. Oh, there you go. Great. That's a good weapon. (laughs) <laughs> marbles <kasha! laughs> ninja marbles yeah, yeah there you go 
<laughs> Fantastic. Well, I tell you what. So, um, you've uh, you've managed to disguise yourself as a robot, yeah. Um, and then you've you've managed to ingratiate yourself among amongst the robots for some time, uh, and then you managed to to get yourself into an underground. Uh, bunker of some kind and, and hide away from them for some time um, mm. and in your um, in your hideaway um, you start to reflect on comics um, and the the first question that you ask yourself is is what is the first comic you remember enjoying yeah it was the Beano and um, me and my brother used to uh, get the Beano and sometimes the Dandy and sometimes Wizard and Chips but if mm-hmm. truth be told I don't remember a lot about them i can remember characters from them but i just remember that uh, it it was such good fun when we were kids to read those and when i was a a little bit older i started reading girls comics like mandy and um um, judy and things like that but uh, Mm. but yeah it was it was the it was the usual like beano and dandy um yeah 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 i mean well i mean they're just such um british institutions really yeah aren't they? um it's inescapable that you must have read them when you were a kid at some point yeah um, yeah do you, do, you, do you remember any particular strips from the beano at all um, and out not not really i didn't really understand the cow pie stuff and that you know with the yeah, um sure. yeah i never really got that um but um i suppose like there was um you know, Nasha was cute, and um, yeah. Beryl the Peril, and and all of that. But no, not not really. I don't really remember a lot about it, to be honest. Um, yeah. I, I probably grew out of it quite quickly. Sure. Um, and and even with the girls' comics like um, Mandy and and Judy and so on, I can't really remember anything about those either, except that I I did um, read them every week. And uh, the, yeah, they've just gone out of my memory now. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Um, but at that age, were you, were you drawing at that age? N- not really, because my mum told me I was rubbish at drawing, oh, and so no. I didn't. Um, I know, yeah. When did you start drawing Not that long ago. Um, right. Probably, um, like, probably t- oh, ten years ago. Right, um, wow. Um, and and even then, you know, not not frequently. Um, I I I draw things and um, not not for pleasure, but it was um, it was to to make projects. So you know, I I draw say Lee Hazelwood and then embroider it onto a bag from a friend and things like that. And then people would like these things, and so um, I. I did more of it, and so it just kind of happened by accident, actually. Um, <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I have no training, and I, I don't know what to do, and I've, I've no idea about shading and stuff. And that's why I'm better <laughs> with paints, I think, because I can't. Yeah, yeah, I'm not very good at it, to be honest. I, I like, <laughs> I like, I like doing projects, so right. so I do do it. But um, but yeah, I wish I could draw every day and get better. Um, that's the plan but absolutely yeah. well you shouldn't put yourself down so much it's <laughs> it's, it's it's great what you do so you Aww, know um you. it's uh like i can i can do stick men that's about as as far as my talent goes um in terms of uh like trying to um put across to an artist this is kind of what i want in the panel 
Yeah. <laughs> like, but I just I just draw stick people with like their initial, like, yeah, in the in the head. <laughs> it's it's just it's amazing to like the fact that I can I can draw that, pass it to an artist, and then they just turn it into something Go, absolutely back to amazing. Something amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just yeah, incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Awesome. I really admire people who just sit there drawing all the time. And when you see people at um, at comic events and stuff and they're, they're doing um, sketches and commissions and things, I'm just like, oh, my God, yeah. don't don't anyone ask me for one because they're not going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's incredibly impressive. Yeah. Um, just the, uh, the confidence that that takes. Uh, and, it, well. and if I could do it, I would just sit there doing it all the time. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'd totally. be a little show off. <laughs> Awesome, nice. <laughs> Excellent. And so we come on to uh, our second question uh, that crosses your mind whilst you're underground from the uh, robot takeover. Mm. Uh, and that is, what is the funniest or the comic that made you laugh out loud the most? Mm. Well, I, I've kind of thought two things there. And one was Viz back in the heyday when um, that, that was so funny. Mm. Um, but also... Um, one of my favourites, something that I collect, is rock and roll comics. Right. And uh, do you know those? Uh, I, I, I didn't know the, about them uh, before you, you kind of mentioned it in your answer. Then I looked them up and they, they yeah. certainly look rock and roll. They, they are spectacular. <laughs> yeah. So they're from um, the late 80s and early 90s, but I've only um, recently got into them in the last few years when um, I'd find them in 50p boxes or one pound boxes at, um, at comic events and um i just started picking them up because i like music related um comics right. and so um any anything that somebody does about a, a band and it kind of it doesn't matter who the band is to me either really right. i don't necessarily have to unless it's expensive of course but I, I don't really have to be into the band i'm just i just like um music related comics and rock and roll comics are amazing they're so badly illustrated that you're not quite sure who the person is except that their name's on the cover so um there's about like 60 issues or so and I'm still working my way through finding quite a lot of them but they were unauthorized and unlicensed and um the guy that um started the comics up in the first place he um um got himself into quite a lot of trouble because bands like new new kids on the block and that didn't like him uh, doing yeah. comics. Um, well, the corporations didn't like him doing it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so, like, so 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 he was con- <laughs> constantly getting sued. But I mean, when I think about it, because I I write about um, people that I like, I just think I was thinking, why why were they so annoyed about it? Because you can yeah. write an author an an unauthorized yeah. biography about someone, they can't stop yeah. you doing that. Yeah. And so I couldn't understand what the difference was between having an unauthorized um, biography and having an unauthorized comic story about band. Um, and they did win their case on that, actually. So, uh, but but they were constantly yeah. getting into trouble with with people. And um, it's quite an interesting story. And um, um, do you know um, do you know Tony? Um, Tony Esmond, yeah. Course, yeah. Um, he, I was talking to him about them because telling him how much I love um, rock and roll comics, and he told me that um, Todd Lauren, the guy that um, that uh, started the comics up, was murdered, yeah. and that made it even more interesting to me because it sure. 
so sinister. And there's a documentary about it, which I've got, but I haven't watched yet, called Unauthorised, the story of rock and roll comics. And um, I've really got to watch that very soon because um, I find it all very fascinating. But obviously, I mean, I haven't seen the documentary yet, but I'm guessing that um, that it's intimated that I guess that um, that some of the trouble that he was getting into with um, with his comics might might have been the reason why he was murdered. I don't know, no, no idea whatsoever. But it but it's um, quite fascinating. Very um, fascinating. Yeah, um, and yeah. so I'm I'm interested. So, um, sorry, did you uh, when did you start reading these? Just in the last few years, yeah. yeah was, and um, um, so I've got like um. Um, they're really random. Like it'll be REM, the Sex Pistols, yeah. Kate Bush, Living Colour, um, and and I'll get them about anybody. It doesn't matter who. And I'm really, sure. um, I'm particularly looking for the one about Vanilla Ice, which I think will be spectacular. Whoa. But um, most of them are about um, uh, rock bands and um, heavy metal bands and that. But again, that that doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me that I don't know anything about the bands. They're actually really quite well um, uh, researched and everything. So mm. this, the, the information in them are, is is pretty good. But um, but the, the drawings quite often don't look like who they're supposed to look like. Yeah, and, um, always a little bit off. <laughs> yeah, a little a little bit off. And there's uh, ones where. Um, they they put people's names next to them, and you're like, that is that's not Tina Turner, and and it's like um, there's Elton John, and and he looked like Idi Amin, and um, oh, no. I there's a Kate Bush one where everything that they put in there is kind of saucy, as if like it's it's all kind of um, even if it's not, it's kind of related to sexiness and her sexy body and stuff like that it's really it's really weird but but they are so funny uh for the wrong reasons but i i love them and i've been um getting people into them on twitter by posting pictures from them and uh everybody's going they, they these these are just unbelievable but um Amazing. so everybody else will start buying them now i guess yeah, um, but I'm, I'm still determined to get them from the 50p and one pound boxes <laughs> absolutely yeah don't don't, don't, don't spend over a quid you know on <laughs> well, one of those <laughs> so, some of them have cost a fiver <laughs> oh, oh wow yeah I, well, I was gonna say some of them must be fairly collectible now yeah possibly maybe just because it was are... underground and things i thought like yeah yeah, and especially because they're American, and you can get them on on eBay and places like oh, okay. that. But the postage costs a lot, and then you probably yeah. get landed with import taxes. So, um, yeah, I'm determined that I'm going to keep buying them from the cheapo boxes. Too um, yeah. yeah. So, so that's my um, one of my challenges is to to find all of those and get them. Um, <laughs> that's a great challenge. You um, should and check I'm, them. I'm, yeah, definitely, I will. Um, but I'm interested by the story. So, are the are the stories always just kind of you know music related, or do they go off on like little adventures like the like the Kiss cartoons where they go off on Christmas adventures and stuff? No, or? these are these are straight biographies. So it would right. be um, uh, well, well, I say that, but at one point doing some of the comics, they would then further towards the back, they'd have them main story which was a, a biography unauthorized biography mm. and then um they would have like a, a jokey story which was totally made up 
but they stopped doing that after a while, I think. So, so there was that to it as well. But, uh, but I think that their main um, emphasis was on having the um, having it be a biography of a band or a singer or what have you, and uh, and it being illustrated. But, um, yeah, the illustration's not been so so good uh, and i shouldn't really say that should i because i'm not that good myself but you know and i certainly <laughs> couldn't draw a, a whole comic book like that either but uh, but it is it is quite um hilarious um nonetheless yeah so not not really quite funny and even then when when they do the the funny stories further back they're not they're not really that funny either <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a, it's a fun concept i think isn't it um the yeah. fact that somebody would go yeah. out of their way to create these comics that would get them in a heck of a lot of trouble and obviously the uh the ultimate demise um mm. and yeah I, I i'm i'd be really interested to watch that documentary and kind of see what the uh mm. what the deal was and like if that's what led to to that guy's death yeah Jeez. yeah I, it's, I think they said that the police didn't really follow up all the leads that they were given uh, okay. and stuff like that. but who knows really who knows yeah. dodgy um, right, well, we're going to change gears, um, and on that slightly upsetting uh, note, we're going to continue with that, actually. Um, <laughs> and the next question that, that you ask yourself is, what's the saddest or most upsetting comic that you've read? Oh, um, well, I, I think for this, I think I said, um, I, I think it's probably related to, um, uh, oh, oh, have I, have I got them remember? mixed up? Did um, I, Megan did I, Mog. Oh yes, yes, that's what for. I was thinking. But I yeah. didn't want to get muddled up with my other one. Um, so I I like the Megan Mog and Owl stories that Simon yeah. Hanselman does. Um, and do you know those ones? I'm, I'm aware of them. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, they're really disgusting. Um, they, I mean, basically, they're 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 all um, drug addicts, sex addicts yeah. i don't know what uh, they're all um polymorphous perverts um and there's a character in meg mog and mog and his name is um werewolf jones and for some unknown reason i actually uh developed a crush on werewolf jones because i do have crushes on people who aren't even real and um <laughs> he's just disgusting i don't know i think it's because the pictures of him are so cute that i i've fallen in love with him but he's actually he's vile but he he dies and um yeah so that that's that's sad and i because i've heard so much about this you know werewolf jones dies thing i'm not even sure if i've read this because I've read these books and um, he's he's always getting into scrapes and he's always getting himself in like sex injuries and ending up in hospital and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but I don't even know if I've if I I can't even remember if I've actually read when he dies. I've certainly seen flashbacks to when he was younger and so on. But um, but anyway, he, he dies alone of an overdose um, at his friend's house and nobody finds him for several hours and it's all pretty sad and um and it's pretty sad that werewolf jones dies but you know we've got our memories <laughs> I, I, I don't know i i, I like i say i can't even remember if i've actually read this story where he dies but i'm, I'm aware of it <laughs> it's a very sad moment because it's, it's a, a, yeah, it's a character moment. that you connected with 
yeah, Somewhat. yeah, definitely. And I know there are other people who've got crushes on Werewolf Jones, and, um, oh, and right. nobody really understands why. But I, I think it's because he's just so cute. But Aww. he's despicable, and he does like inject heroin into his eyeballs in front of his children, and um, oh, he does um, poos on people's pillows and um, <laughs> leaves unwanted stains behind him everywhere. But um, but yeah, that's pretty sad for me that Werewolf Jones is oh, dead. Oh no, very sad. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. If you if you are connected with a character and and they uh, they pass away and they're going to be written no more, it's it is very sad, isn't it? Well, it feels like he's not really gone anywhere to be honest. But then yeah. you know he's not around anymore. But yeah, huh? I don't know. It's a funny feeling. Isn't funny it, feeling because sort of obviously yeah. you've still got all of the um the stories before that yeah. moment yeah. but yeah. at the same time you know that there's not going to be any new ones it, like life won't be the same without yeah. werewolf jones in it i think yeah oh <laughs> bless <laughs> sort sort of bless yeah like, yeah maybe not um but uh yeah so <laughs> we, we move on to our next question um in your mind uh, whilst you're underground and that is what's the scariest or most horrifying comic that you've read yeah that's where i was getting mixed up with the upsetting yeah. one because um cause it's often it's, the case actually yeah that people can kind of you know feel like and, they can switch the two almost and it's it's black hole have you right. read that i haven't no <gasps> I, did, I, did, I, I, I did check look at it um uh, before uh before we chatted today yeah i haven't read it yet <laughs> it's um yeah it is quite it's it's strange it's mm. quite upsetting and um and so it's a story about um i guess that these young people end up getting a kind of sexually transmitted disease or something called the bug and it turns them into mutants and they then get shunned by the rest of society and they kind of have to go into to hiding um and find it difficult to get on in in society they try and hide their um um, mutation or whatever it is that they've got Mm. until it becomes so obvious that they then have to to go into hiding and um, it becomes pretty horrible for them Um, so it it kind of obviously reminds me of when you know there was the AIDS epidemic and things like that and um, uh, but and this this I think was supposed to be set in the 70s um, and uh, these young people um catch this disease from each other and and you know maybe part of their face falls off and there's one young lady who's got a tail which she has to keep hidden and uh, they just develop all these different kind of mutations um and um yeah they're just hanging out in a wood and it's really creepy and they don't know where they're going to get their next meal from and um you know, this there, there is drugs involved because there, there are people who are who are drug stealers and uh, yeah, it's it's just really really dark and kind of it's creepy and you're not quite sure what's going on. It takes a little while to to get into the story. It was in I don't I don't know if it was about twelve or thirteen parts or something like that. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's uh it, it the drawings are spectacular. They're, it's amazing. I'd love to be able to draw like that. 
um and and the story is interesting but it's but it's just very very dark and depressing and um yeah yeah it it's kind of sad and um and people fall in love with people but then um because they pass this um bug on to each other they, they might not speak to each other anymore and you know yeah it's it's kind of depressing but um but amazing artwork yeah that was that, yeah 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 and so so you said it was about 12 issues yeah i think it's 12 maybe 12 or 13 issues and yeah. you can get it in a in a a, a book form now uh yeah. but um but yeah i read read the individual comics and uh yeah it's um yeah it's it's be- it the drawings are gorgeous but uh but it's it's quite depressing yeah at the same time yeah, yeah. can often be yeah. the case can't it yeah um, but uh oh, that sounds sounds interesting yeah, um, yeah. Almost kind of reminds me of the um, what was it the lobster? Oh, the the film, the lobster. Yeah, yeah. Is I loved that film. Yeah. yeah. Is it? That was well, weird. It's not. It's yeah. not. It's not really the exactly the same as that. But that is kind of them turning into animals at the same time, isn't? Don't they? Or something. Is it um in the in the lobster um yeah. that was that well, it was doesn't actually really... happen in the film but yeah but like, the, the, the thing is just that really you weird decide um, if you want to turn into an animal or something yeah what was what's that actor's name the the irish actor who's Col- in it colin, colin farrell oh that's the best thing i've ever seen him in he was amazing you know, he is great he's, a, he's yeah. a great actor i think yeah, it was, but it was, it was a really good film, and also, yeah, the the level of oddness in that film, that's what those comics are like. They're just, it's yeah. weird, and half the time you're trying to work out what's going off, and um, totally, and then the rest of the time you're freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good time. It is though. Yeah, it, so if it, you it's, like kind of, the it's interesting you like trying it. to yeah. figure out, like you know, what's going on and and things like that. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, and so we come on to our uh, one of our newest questions, um, and that is, uh, what is your favourite cover? That is that's really hard, actually. Um, mm. And I think just because I love the artwork so much, I'd have to say something by um, Guy Pilet. I don't know how you say his name. He's a Belgian artist, um, and he, he's most famous for doing um, album covers for people like David Bowie and the Rolling Stones. But in right. the 60s, he did some psychedelic art and pop art. And he had a, um, a couple of um, comic strips he used to do called The Adventures of Jadel and Pravda. And they were both based, um, both characters, Joe Dell and um, Pravda, were both based on French pop singers. Jadel was based on Sylvia. Vartan and Pravda was based on um, Francois Hardy and um, so I've always liked those since I discovered them and the artwork is just absolutely amazing and so I'd have to pick one of those and I, I can't even say which one really um, it, it depends which edition of the book you're talking about as well as to which one's got the most interesting cover but um, of one of those is, they're very pop art and uh, oh, yeah, strong very. bold lines and yeah. very colourful very uh, bold colours yeah yeah. yeah. so I'd, I'd pick one of those actually or, um, something um, along those lines because there was this um, publisher called Eric Losfeld and he published um, Barbarella and um 
Phoebe Zeitgeist, and he also published um, these Jadel and um, Pravda by Guy Pilat, and I, I like all of those kind of things. They're, um, I say like s- slightly, I guess, erotic, although not overly so. Um, not not so much um, Guy Pilat ones. You might see naked ladies in them or something, but um, mm. but it's not it's not overly sexual in. in as I see it, but um, but I guess that's what they were sold on back in those days because um, you used to see them advertised in it was a um, film magazine in the sixties and well probably going from the fifties actually called Continental Film Review and I collect that because uh, it talks a lot about European um, obscure films and um, but in there you would see adverts for these um, comic strips by Guy Pilet and um the eric losfeld stuff and they didn't even have english translations but people used to buy them because they were erotic comic strips and so i think people were a bit more open-minded back then that they might buy a comic book without it being in english and they'd they'd read it or look at it because they liked the pictures but um you don't get so much of it now and um i don't i'm it's taken a long time for any of this stuff to get translated. Um, and um, so, yeah, they, it's not always been accessible. Um, you, you might be able to read them if you um, can speak yeah. French. Yeah, sure. Um, well, it would help, help improve my French. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I should, should probably check them them out. I mean, I've, I've, I've gained quite a few uh, volumes of Asterix, from yeah. my mother-in-law actually yeah. <laughs> trying to encourage me to uh, <laughs> to read in french um and everything but is uh, there a lot of slang in those or like uh in in the asterix book yeah um yeah. not as far as i know yeah um i'll, I'll, I'll have to ask my wife yeah um, like if there's, there's more slang in that than than anything else but uh because i yeah. i I can't understand everything in in the French issues of these Pilet books, but um, right. I understand enough. And I, I I read other French comic books as well. I bought a, a um, French comic book about Vince Taylor, the, the rock singer. Um, and I wish that that would get an English translation. Um, but I could understand most of that one. But it, it just depends um, on the content. And some of the Pilet stuff, I think, is a bit kind of slangy maybe yeah, um, but that wouldn't surprise me yeah but the pictures are good enough and um uh fantagraphics brought out um uh, the jadel book mm. um with 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 english um text anyway so oh, there is handy. that but um yeah pravda um got the french original issue of that one um yeah yeah they're, they're great they're so good to look at yeah, it's beautiful. I was looking at the art um, again just before uh, before we came on, and uh, yeah, it's just just kind of what you imagine art would be like in the seventies. Yeah, you know? I, d- <laughs> I I would really love to be able to paint like that. I I tried doing um I did a a picture of um the Italian actress Edwige Fenwick in that kind of style but nowhere right. near that kind of level but um but I, I tried doing something like that because um, I like those bold lines and all the colors mm. and everything um it's something I need to work on I think <laughs> sure why not it's a it's a it's a great uh, art form to uh uh 
to try out. So yeah, just keep yeah. on trying, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just going to get better and better. Excellent. Um, and so uh, we come on to our uh, next question, mm. uh, and that is, what is the most meaningful comic to you? Mm. Again, it's so hard because I I read really quite widely. And I read lots of small press stuff and everything as well. But I guess I have to say um, Blackout, um, a comic book by Serge Gainsbourg and um, Jacques Armand from 1983. And um, Serge Gainsbourg is my kind of number one super guy. Um, he's um, He was a um, French singer, songwriter, artist photographer filmmaker everything and um and i just he's one of my heroes and he wrote this wrote this story blackout which was originally supposed to be made into a film and um unfortunately it it didn't pan out that way and so he ended up having it made into a, a comic book he was a big fan of comic books himself anyway and um so Jacques Armand um, illustrated it and and Serge adapted it for for the comic book and um, so for me that is the most meaningful thing because I would love to have seen Blackout as a film yeah so um, in the film he was supposed to he tried to get Robert Mitchum and Robert Mitchum had had kind of said yes and then um, I'm denied a bit and he'd approached everybody from David Bowie to Dirk Bogard and um, Jacques Dutronc, the French singer, and he was going ahead with this film with, um, it's only three characters um, mm. and like uh, some people who appear um, infrequently, um, you just mm. um, pop up from time to time because it's just based in a villa in um, Los Angeles. It's supposed to be based on the, the New York um, blackouts of 1977 when there was riots and um, 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 people um, stealing and looting and stuff like that. Um, but he decided to set it in Los Angeles and that the idea was that it would be a man and two women, one of them his wife and one of them his mistress. In, and they they... Uh, they're in this blackout and all they've got is the lights of his Cadillac car so he was going to have to make the film very carefully with good lighting um, to show that they don't have much lighting but so that you could see it and um, and I think it would have been amazing um, because the story is interesting in that the uh, main um, the male protagonist uh, is a, a, a screenwriter and um, he's written this script where um, his wife gets killed um, and then it starts happening that way. And his wife discovers this script and, and thinks that, you know, she's, are you planning my death sort of thing? Mm. And and saying, you know, how stupid it would be to, to write a script because he, he's bound to get caught because if she ends up getting killed doing this um this blackout where there's people um going around other people's houses and breaking in and um you know yeah. raping people and stealing things and stuff and um people do turn up at this villa uh to um you know um steal things and so on uh, that she's saying to him you, you're going to get found out and um so i just think it would have been amazing so but all i've got is this comic book and I would have loved <laughs> to have seen the film um, and and that's that's why it means so much to me because um, 
it's nice and it's nice that he liked comic books and that Jane Birkin's in it Jane Birkin who was his partner for many years um and she was supposed to be in the film and so she's in in the comic book although there's only really a couple of pictures of her where she really looks like Jane Birkin (laughs) yeah again you know they use the same Um, from the rock and roll comics (laughs) actually it's pretty good but it just hasn't doesn't quite catch her every time and then um Isabella Gianni um you know um her characters in there as well and everything um so I I really love that comic book and I've read it from cover to cover quite a few times and I was kind of hoping to translate it but I nearly got there but I'm not quite good enough (laughs) (laughs) maybe I can ask my wife at some point (laughs) see if she can she can do it she she she, she'd be able to hopefully do that (laughs) yeah it's it's amazing they should they should do it in English but you know it it probably wouldn't happen yeah yeah Yeah, so that's why that one means so much to me oh that's great Awesome. Um, and so we move on to uh, another um, interesting question, and that is, uh, what is the most underrated comic that you've read? Again, this is really hard because I read so yeah. many small press books and they don't get as much attention as they should or, or don't, um, and generally speaking, don't get as much attention as they should and perhaps deserve wider audiences and things. And um, I've settled on one of my absolute favourites, which is a, a serial um, it's Paul B. Rainey's Why Don't You Love Me? And Paul, do, do you know Paul, Paul Rainey's? Uh, no, staff? I don't actually. Um, I, I, I hadn't come across him before, no. Yeah, he, do, he, he's, he does really great stuff and he's mm. uh, he's one of those people who you think should be better known than he is. And I've, I've seen him at um, some comic events before and um, invited him to come to, to BAM, which is the, uh, one of the this event that I co-run with some friends in Bath, um, the Bath Comic and Art and Zine Fair. And he came over for that. And um, I just think he's really great. And he does this strip called Why Don't You Love Me? And um, he just runs it every week, um, puts it on um, online. So it's on it's on Twitter. It's probably in other places as well, but that's where I see it. He puts yeah. it on Twitter every Sunday, the next the next edition and um it's about uh, this couple called claire and mark and um they're going through um a rocky patch and it's uh it it could be depressing but it's funny um it's, it's a bit both it's very dark humor and they've got two kids and uh, um they're they're Mark and Claire are just rubbish parents and Claire's drunk most of the time and depressed and she's hankering after this other woman's husband um, and she's she's a bit of a mess and her and Mark split up and Mark's rubbish at his job or he doesn't know what he's doing and he feels like he's um, going to get found out at some point because he doesn't really do very much but he's supposed to be doing work but he just never seems to get around to it and um it's just amazing and i love the way he draws and i love his um his sense of humor and the fact that he keeps this story running every week for however long it's gonna take and i keep saying to him that he needs to get it published and he says he would love to get it published but he wants someone to publish it rather than him publishing it himself and um so i would say somebody needs to publish that because it's great and um I just think 
um, what what's the is it is it drawn and quarterly you do Seth stuff? Oh, maybe. Is it drawn and quarterly? Maybe. That, that um, well, I th- they should do it. I think I I think they should cool. do it. It would be amazing. Um, it it he's got really um nice um style of drawing, quite simple, but it it's great and um and and his storytelling's great and just in these short snaps each Sunday you get an update and I can't wait mm-hmm. every Sunday I'm, um one Sunday I got up before he'd done the update and I was quite depressed it's like where, <laughs> might as well go, where is it might as well go back to bed <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah I, I love that so I think I think that that's really it's not a comic book it's an on online comic at the moment sure. it should be a comic book and yeah. and and it's it's underappreciated because um if it was appreciated it would be in a comic book and people would go out and buy it <laughs> nice so, sorry, what's, so that's the, what, what's the setting of the story so, so it's it's mainly in their home and uh, Mark's work and uh, um, at the school where Claire drops the kids off or she sometimes doesn't drop the kids off. Um, sometimes they don't even go to school if she's really depressed because mm. she can't be bothered to get dressed. She spends most of her time in her dressing gown mm-hmm. um, looking a bit of a mess and trying to get the kids to go out to the shop to get a wine or trying to get... Um, Mark, who when they split up, he's not even with her. She's trying to get him to go out to the shop to get her wine, and um, it's so it's either in their house, which is a mess, or it's um, at school gates uh, where Claire sees this um, Carl, this other woman's husband, um, is the father of what uh, her daughter Sally is best friends with his daughter Sophie, and so he sometimes comes round to pick up Sophie, and she tries to impress him when. Uh, when he comes around because um, she obviously fancies him mm-hmm. and um, but yeah it's just about this relationship where and Mark leaves her for a bit and and I'm kind of thinking yeah Mark go for it because he's so downtrodden um, she's, she treats him so badly but then he's not much good either but you know um, he treats she treats him so badly that I thought oh he's he's managed to escape he'll make a new life for himself but he can't really cope either you know so right. It's it's just about people struggling and um, uh, trying to get through the day and uh, and and I, it's not it could be depressing but it's not really because it's dark humour but but yeah you know yeah I think everybody should read it and especially just go and support Paul and tell him how good it is and awesome. <laughs> so yeah if you're on Twitter right now just. Um, I'm sure you can probably search "Why don't you love me?" and it'll probably come up. And Paul Rainey. Yeah, Paul B. Rainey. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it'll come up. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So, is there a, ha- a particular hashtag for it, or is it just all through Paul's I, Twitter? I think I think it's through his Twitter, but I think he puts it up on his own blog, and yeah. um, and it's on maybe I kind of want to say Flickr or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's on it's on his own blog, and I think he he does it in. Um, is there something called Asus Weekly? It's in there, mm. or um, an online comic. Um, but yeah, he he works away on that, and and just um, I think I think he did say that he's done a lot of it in advance, so he posts something each Sunday. But but nice. I'm I'm hoping he's working on it for years and years and years. But um, yeah. 
depends how, how how far he can go and if he gets bored or something but <laughs> yeah. yeah fair play cool yeah. um, and so we come on to um probably the most difficult question mm. of all um and that is for you what is the best comic of all time yeah um that that is hard and uh, again I, I think i picked blackout just because of my love for serge gansburg but um I, I, I'm, I'm, I didn't mention this before, but I really loved the. I don't know if you know them, the, the New English Library Dracula comics from the 1970s. Okay, no, they're kind of like psychedelic fantasy comics, and because um, you can tell, I'm into my um, psychedelic um, artwork and stuff sure. like that. Yeah. Um, and so I really loved those. But I think I, if I had to choose, even though there's only 12 of those comics, and I've got them all, and um, and promotional posters and things like that for it. But um, if I had to choose between those and Serge's book, I think I'd pick Serge's book because I love him so much. But mm. but part of me does feel like those Dracula comics are the most amazing thing ever, maybe. But as well, no. yeah, yeah. But no, Serge, Serge, it's Serge. Yeah, blackout. Go with that. Fair play. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah. Um. Cool. Uh, well, thank you so much for sharing your comics for the apocalypse. Yeah, Rachel. I'm sorry if they were all a bit um, uh, not in English. <laughs> oh, no, don't be silly. Um, not at all. It's uh, it's it, it's great to have some uh, some variety. Variety is the spice of life, of course. Um, yeah. So yeah, the more the more diverse and, and varying, the better. Really, yeah. I say absolutely. Yeah. Um, and uh, with uh, with this robot takeover in mind, mm. as well as taking uh, blackout uh, yeah. with you, uh, what weapon, tool, or useful item would you like to take with you? Oh, well, I guess if um, if I can already have the marbles anyway for, um, for for putting under the feet robots to knock them over. Sure. Um, I, could I have a, a torch so I can read my comics? <laughs> As well, absolutely, absolutely. That's not a problem. So you've uh, you've got your uh, your copies of Blackout, uh, your <laughs> yeah. marbles, and a torch. Sounds yeah. like you're well prepared. Yeah, yeah, and it'd be, that's quite good actually because you know Blackout and and with it being set with just the um, headlights of a a Cadillac, I'd just have this this one torch, wouldn't I? Maybe yeah. I should have two torches, pretending yeah, it's the Cadillac. <laughs> that sounds That's fun. greedy. That's nah, all good. You can have two torches. We'll give you that. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my, my, my pleasure. Thank you. Um, and uh, for the listeners one more time, where can they find you on the interwebs? Um, on, um, on Twitter, I'm um, Tiny Noggin. And, um, and I'm on Etsy, also Tiny Noggin. And I'm... I'm on um, Instagram, Rachel Tiny Noggin. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. <laughs> Fantastic. And again, those those links are in the show notes, so you can click through right there. Um, and then do you have any other projects coming up at all? Yeah, I'm, I, I do zines as well. I'm, I'm, do, I'm doing some zines about um, Jane Birkin, who I love. Um, which is linked in with my love of Serge Gansburg. Um But I'm doing volume two of the Nicolas Cage um, Acts of for Hire. And I'm doing uh, a, a book about um, Alien Warrior, the film, which is a, a, a kind of obscure um, Christian-based 
alien who comes down to earth to um, bring love and to um, to combat great evil and it's one of my favorite films so I'm doing a a little comic book about that and another one about an obscure um, German filmmaker called Renee Harmon um, a film filmmaker she was actually she wrote wrote the stories and acted in them but and produced them but she didn't actually direct them um right. so i'm going to do a little scene about her as well and just various other things maybe some twin peaks related stuff maybe a david lynch related stuff i should say um yeah i work on too many things at once i think but um hopefully <laughs> something have something for december when um i've got events coming up oh cool and what what events Oh, we've got our next um, BAM, which is the Bath Comic Art and Zine Fair, and um, which is um, on the seventh of December. And I'm also going to be at the Catford um, Comic and Zine Fair uh, on the eighth of December, I think. So I'll be hot footing it over to London the day after. And um, yeah, I, I don't know what else I've got planned really. Anything, anything that crops up, they wouldn't have me at Thought Bubble, sadly. No. No. no, it's 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 difficult to get in right now. It is, yeah, yeah. It? But, um, and I, I have to say, I've, yeah, I've not I've not done the vast quantity of of stuff that maybe um, other people have produced more because I'm a bit slow. But um, yeah, well, I'll get there one day. Yeah, um, for sure, for sure. Cool. Uh, well, Rachel Lee Carter, thank you so much again for your time today and for sharing your you. comics for the apocalypse. Thank you. I hope it wasn't too boring but thank you for having me absolutely not 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 a dull moment <laughs> whatsoever <laughs> thank you excellent thanks rachel bye bye thanks again to rachel for being on comics for the apocalypse i had a wonderful time if you enjoyed the show please leave a review for us on itunes or whichever podcast service you use as not only will it let me know that you liked it but i believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well and if you'd like to check out rachel's work or follow her on social media those links are in the show notes along with all our own links to the various areas of the internet and finally as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the next week i'll see you next monday bye for now